0: Friday, Friday, Friday. What a beautiful Friday. It's coming to the end of the summer. Our children are coming, going back to school next week. Hooray! There's sadness from all the parents as well. <laughs> crying, crying because our kids are going back because they're driving us fucking mad. <laughs> I driving second that. Mad. But yes, and a beautiful, we're going to have 28 degrees this weekend as well. So yeah, yeah. I am happy, I am sad, I am joyful. What else more can I say? And you're here, and I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Yes, I was just thinking there, actually listening to the sound tune. What do you think? Will we change it?
1: I love it because it is. Is it Oasis or does it sound like Oasis? I I have no idea. I'm a big Oasis fan, so I say keep it. Keep it. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: I do. yeah, I might veto you. Yeah, veto me. Yeah, you that will. That. I'm sure you will. But yes, uh, we have a an eventful hour. Um, one of our guests is is the Invisible Man, Damien, who's with us here. So hello, yeah. Damien. Hello, but Damien. Hi, can't Amy. talk either. <laughs> as well on it. Uh, Simon, tell us what's happening today.
1: Uh, we've got a great uh, guest in the in the studio today, uh, Pauline Harley, and uh, to be here. it's hello, great always. great to see you. And I know. We haven't got many people in the, in the studio, but I know we'll have a long chat because I know, Pauline, you've got a really interesting conversation. You've had a really interesting life. Uh, you do stuff that's really close to my heart, which is helping people pivot and transition with their career and also working with executives. And I'm really fascinated about that space because I've been through various pivots and stuff. So I'm expecting to learn stuff today. So God,
0: it's great to do. see you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's, intention. That, yeah, it's not really putting you under pressure. It is. It? is. God yeah, Almighty, yeah, and
2: pressure to perform
0: <laughs> eh? Yes, and you're also uh, you're you have a secret. Well, not really a secret life as well. It's the weight training as well. And the secret life, and yeah, yeah. The secret yeah. life of Pauline. <laughs> that's,
2: that's what gives me the self-discipline. You know, I think everybody has to have something, especially when you're you're yeah, considering yeah, a career change or a career progression. You got to have something to detach you. Yeah, yeah. That's a from good the
0: question. Of it all. Yeah, I, I, I. You know, I'm I'm going through a stage in my life that I've nothing to detach me. Like, you know, I do a bit of walking, I need to get back to the gym, I'm yeah. saying to my wife, I've nothing to detach me from everything because my life is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's more, I'm, I'm I'm sort of gearing myself up now to get back into doing weight training, and for me, I think about it, and then I'm all over it, and then the energy builds, and then I eventually go feck it and go do oh, it. Do but it, that man. that could take six months. With yeah, that's with what I was thinking about the
2: energy that it gives
0: you. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. A, yeah, it's 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 the biggest thing is the motivation doing it. I don't mind going out strolling the dog. Like I was doing cheek on this morning as well, but mm. it's really I'm more now thinking. Oh, I need to get fit I'm not thinking that anymore I'm thinking how do, how am I going to be in 10 years that's mm. what my motivation yeah. is now how am I going to be yeah. in 10 years time and how 20 years time to be. I think I that way as
2: well like kind of that yeah, future yeah. focus but like I think you know from a personal and professional level we're always kind of thinking you know what do I want to be who do I want to be as a human in, in 10 years' time, yeah. yet alone a professional, you know?
1: And when your time. life's going well and when, like you, Joe, you say that you, you're living the life you want to be living, you do start focusing more on the longer term because your life matters to you more.
0: Yeah, it does, yeah, but it's it's how do I want to be able to play with my kids or have fun with yeah, my yeah. kids, yeah. you know, in 40 years' time? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's, that's how I'm, yeah. I'm sort of looking at now. Yeah. But going back into what you, what you specialise in, Pauline, is there a big movements at the moment? Is everyone yeah. chopping and changing, Everybody jumping around? Wants
2: to change jobs. Everybody, do they, do <laughs> Whether they have the commitment to do it now is um, what we kind of have to dissect through in general, you know. But um, there is a shift. There is a shift. And like that, I think it's kind of, it comes from what you're saying there. People are thinking, who do I want to be as a professional in 10 years' time? Who, how do I want my life to look? what do I want for my children what do I want for me you know if if you have children you know
0: but is there you know an age group or a demographic that are if they're over two years in a job they're too long
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's your early twenties, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. mid mid twenties. Or uh, yeah. well, you know, they're not my niche, uh, but I see it because you know I hear it from my own son. He was now a career professional. He's twenty three, and a lot of people are, you know two, three years, they're like, they want to keep moving, they want to keep adapting, they're constantly progressing, they're looking to the future as to what's coming um, and they're training themselves in those areas which I think is actually admirable of them because I know in my day, you know, I'm 43 now, I didn't do that uh, and I think they're right um, and there's a lot of, you know conflicting arguments about can companies hold on to staff? They're not right. loyal, but at the same time, they they're right to to look at all their options.
0: Yeah, looking at the options. what well, if someone changes career, or goes into another industry. Mm-hmm. It takes usually six months for that person to really sort of get hang of the di- yeah. demographics that's going on, and if the average people then. Stats are showing that people are staying in jobs two years and then they're yeah. jumping out. The company then, realistically, is only getting a year and a half out of that yeah. person. That's true. that Because the last half, of, half of year you're looking to, to move to, on. To move on so as year, well. So yeah. you're getting a year. So there's a two-year investment from an employer point of view and there's a one-year investment from an employee mm. point of view. Yeah. Mm. So, and if everyone's doing that, how is businesses growing and developing?
2: Yeah, Yeah, true. It's, I mean, you know, as I said, it's their prerogative, but it's up to companies as well to find what they can do to actually retain the staff, you know. And a lot of what I hear, not from that age group, but obviously older age groups, I deal with people kind of late 30s, early 40s, upwards. Um, But you hear, the core values piece is huge but even in the yeah. younger generation like i know, you know with my son and a lot of career, younger career professionals they're looking nearly for their careers to be an experience because yeah, of yeah. you know they want it they want everything to be an experience so they don't want to get bored they 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 want it all okay they want it all now of course so you have to try and learn to slow them down and be patient with their employers
1: that's a good point because there's so much like when i you know i'm in my early 50s now and mm. when i started working there, well, there wasn't, there, the internet wasn't around, so you mm. weren't distracted by that. Whereas today... TV wasn't around. You well, know, just the there. cars yeah. were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but today there's so much, I, I personally find that I, I'm spending all my time learning about stuff. I've got a real passion to learn and yeah. there's so much to learn. And so there's so many distractions. So it must be really hard just to keep sitting at a desk nine hours a day doing the same thing and not be distracted.
0: Mm. But it must here, here, here it's just going back to the learning. Most people stop reading books or learning after the age of thirty. Yeah. So it's a f- there's a small amount that keep on a pushing, yeah. pushing, pushing. Where a lot mm. of people they just go and watch T V and they'll read the news and all and that's how they they've and then there's the ones going up to late 40 late thirties. Who really are married with kids and they'll accept of where they are yeah. and they yeah. will it's just true. now just go through that motion on it as well and i you think
2: younger generations learn differently than yeah. like you know you, you know their senior managers who are probably all and they're like 30s and 40s, they're nearly quoting a book in every sentence, you know, a book that they've read, a leadership book, or you know, they're ending every sentence with a quote from a book and these 20-year-olds are like learning they're not learning from books, like they have you know, their
0: internet Here's the thing, right we talk about you know, generations, so we talk about millennials and X, DX and Y, and we say "Oh, these generations are no longer looking for income just hear me out on this, they're looking for purpose. Purpose is the main thing. But then they're the same generation that want to buy a house and that house needs to be fully furnished before they walk in. Mm. So my my real thing is, my own belief is I think it's a lot of horse crap that these this generation isn't looking for money. I believe that they're looking for money and purpose. Yeah, That's I agree the, with you. Yeah. I do agree yeah, with yeah, you. Right? Yeah. No, totally I do agree yeah. with you
2: because I hear a lot of that as well, you know, you know, they're looking for experience and I'm, I I do hate the labels of the Generation Z's and the yeah. Millennials and what are we? We're baby generation next
1: and, and all this. Yeah, stuff.
2: like it's it's getting a bit to me it just seems like it's just there's just labels speak. now it's to marketing. actually what Yeah, yeah it is it's just labels now to write X, articles about
0: X, X, X. Are
1: we generation?
2: Baby X? boomers, I think we're no, baby you, boomers. No, you, 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 I am seventy five.
0: Pope's children. You Would have been around
2: 1975, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Pope's yeah. children, maybe. Yeah, I don't crazy. know what my son is,
2: he's 23, he could be millennial. Our generation,
0: but I'm a millennial, Z, I t- don't know. Yeah, I've become a millennial
1: the last couple of years. Yeah, it's funny because I because I stopped, we're morphing into millennials. Yeah, I stopped reading, as you said, for about 20 years, and it's just the last couple of years I've just got this thirst to read again, you know. So, yeah, I wonder if that happens. People just get so subsumed with the system and paying the bills and the family and kids in the 30s and 40s, but it's in the early 50s they start rediscovering themselves generation x that's what we are
0: yeah x yeah yeah that's it do you
1: find that is that when generation people move into exit. the 50s they start <laughs> rediscovering themselves or
0: is it yeah. earlier than 50s or benjamin button that's what we are here <laughs> we mentally I think we're when going you hit backwards your
2: 40s, though you actually know who you really are so you, you, you just to, become less tolerant of you do certain yeah, so, things so in a good way
0: so so we have then that we, we've solved the, the, the conundrum of all the generations. What's happening out there? Like, we, okay, we know that people want to move. Are people moving and getting into the same career in a different organisation or are they actually moving out of that career and into something new? Because I believe if you move from one place to another and you're doing the same thing, you're going to get bored doing that and you're going to move again. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. well, you know, whether you do a 180 or a 360 is very dependent on your circumstances. A a lot of what I'm seeing is people want to actually make the full 360 but are working on exit strategies three, four years out to do it, you know, because that's how long it takes. Uh, And a lot of people are looking to make exit strategies into their own, Businesses, I was gonna. I was gonna
1: say, how many people work in in your experience work in organisations, but are also solopreneurs? They're working on their own thing. As a, a lot of
2: people, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I think for a lot of people, that's the ultimate goal. It is.
1: Um,
2: I mean, that's the the chunk of business that I work with. But the other chunk is executives looking to transition into people looking to transition into leadership roles. So you do yeah. the career confidence and you do the assertiveness with them. Yeah. But there is a lot of people like uh, for a lot of people, it's been in control of their work. Uh, you yeah. know, being in control, fully in control of what they do and how they do it. Um, yeah.
0: but, but are more and more organisations letting people have more control of their own time instead of going, mm. okay, you have to be in this premises between nine and five going, okay, we need you to do this job. I don't care mm. if you do the job mm. at home yeah. or here once the task is completed by a deadline. Mm. Is that is you know...
2: I mean the the organisations have to be commended for the level of flexibility that they're giving people but I still think there is that in some organisations there is still a level of mistrust that if a lot of people are working remotely uh, and a lot of people just can't do it either. They just get too distracted.
0: Yeah, when I started doing my own business I found it very hard to get motivated but the discipline that I had to do to do it was, I need to do this to get yeah. money in. Yeah, absolutely. Pay the the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, money and, and purpose, as yeah. you said. And you sort of educate yourself then as well on it. You sort of educate yourself as well um, on the discipline. And I was working and from working I created the business yeah. and I created a business so I was mm. doing both parallel, yeah. Yeah. knowing to a stage when I was getting that up to X amount of money mm. it was time then to move on. Mm. Where mm. is there a lot of people who are planning exit strategies and they get so excited about their product or their service or whatever they're providing that they jack in that job with no income thinking that there's a magic little fairy that's going to give it to them.
2: Genuinely, in my experience, I don't see that happening, but I I try not to encourage that or let that happen. I can't control it. Don't get me wrong with the people I work with, but I suppose coming from a former risk background myself in insurance, there's always that risk assessment piece, which I find Mm is a great transferable skill set in my career coaching practice because I always kind of bring people into that kind of mindset of yeah, how wise. to risk assess, you know. I think it's, yeah. it's person owes it to themselves to what, do that. What,
1: what about, are there, are there not naming and shaming, but are there certain industries that are more backward than others in terms of how they accept flexibility?
0: What do you think? God, I've a list as long as my arm. We've just, got, just hold that thought anyway, and we'll be right back after the break. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM.
2: You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Community radio with a global audience.
0: And welcome back to Business Eye. I heard this morning that uh Moore Street, 100 plus years, is yeah. no more. Yeah. yeah. A new developer a nice coming scene. in. Yeah. Mm the end of herner the I remember going in there in the early 70s you know with my mom getting yeah. the veg and then walking back back yeah. to the house yeah.
1: there's talk that they're going to try and do a kind of a covent garden type Reconversion, hopefully, and keep oh. keep an element of that.
0: And well, it have to keep yeah. some sort of. they would probably put great. a plaque up. Yeah, once was here. More streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. There's <laughs> the it. element visitor experience. <laughs> the, yeah, I think yeah. so people
2: have great memories of that. Like that going in with your mum and yeah. getting the fruit and veg, or at Christmas, all the remember the stalls, yeah. with the Christmas decorations yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah, but it, it's funny. It was on Facebook there, and someone, there was someone. There was images, and there was looking up at. Dublin, and where Stephen's Green Shopping Centre was, there was only just, you know, there was a pub there, but behind of it was just a big, huge car park, Mm. empty space. And then that was in the early seventies, and looking how how it's it's all evolving yeah, yeah. and grown and everything as well. Yeah. Skyscrapers are next. I I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of skyscrapers in Dublin. Really,
1: the dock around the dock area. Yeah, makes sense. that's what yeah. I say. Like sense. I
2: mean, it's, they're just building up and up now, aren't
0: yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, just you know, yeah. nice, good.
2: Every time you go in, like it, something just gets taller and taller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Hague Tower,
0: the Hague Tower, the Hague Tower nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds it's, good. What is that? There? That's the Hague Tower. So What's your week been like this week? It's
1: been a busy week. Uh, it kind of started at the end of last week at your excellent function on Saturday at Airfield Trust. Uh, this was the Conscious Business Academy thing. That, that this I think is the second. It was a great it a day, se- actually. It was a great day.
0: Yeah, a great day. I
2: love that title, the Conscious Business, yeah. Business Academy. Yeah, I do. that's all of a the conscious the, leadership. The
1: highlight so. of the day was you had forty. Great people there lined up in a circle, and then we were asked to do the hokey-kokey, right? And everybody looked at each other for a split second and thought, I'm not doing this. And then suddenly everybody looked at each other, and you could see, ah, oh, to hell with it. And they all did it. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. great. Just let loose. It yeah, was great. It, it, was, it, was, it was, you know,
0: shook it off. It was, it was, it was, it, the object of the morning was shake the negativity out of everyone in the morning. So yeah. we had everyone dancing at, a, at 11 a.m., you know, all <laughs> dancing. We did pants on the head. Did you, do you rock re- the bow? No, no, if we got on the ground, (laughs) we we wouldn't get up off the ground. (laughs) We had uh, Pass the Parcel, it was all just about, you know, consciousness and all about, you know, self-empowerment and not worrying about what other people thought. So we had all this uh, shake the negativity out of people in the morning. Uh, Games, laughter, joy, happiness, and then we had... Speaker Simon was speaking at it as well, so uh it was a good day. It was Do you know what I loved about it, and what people said to me afterwards as well, was they'd never experienced anything like it before. Yeah, Do you oh, know, they have gone to, to events, and yeah, yeah. it was it was something. People saying, "Look, I was going here, I thought I was going to sit in the chair, and people speaking to was for the next four and a half five hours, yeah. and yeah, yeah. it was interactive. For me, so,
1: it was so. just in that circle, looking at everybody's faces, and everybody was just in pure joy like nobody was pretending or it was like it was almost like childish joy, childlike joy. It was a wonderful
0: childish, place. yeah. And that's what the joy. joy, yeah. And it's funny when we were doing that, I was going myself, <laughs> and going, you'd, you'd come out and I'd go, oh for fuck's sake! Yeah. And then you go in, you'd have a laugh, and then you come back and you look behind, you and there was people with prams, with kids walking around, and they're looking at you, go, what the oh, hell? you must go, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it was, it was a great. I think laugh. it's yeah.
2: important for us to kind of create that space to kind of step back into Absolutely. our childhood because most of our values are formed when we were children. Yeah. You know. And I don't, you know, I think we get caught up in that whole, you know, I have to be a professional and I can't use humour and I can't do this. But, you know, there's context and everything.
1: In the coaching work you do, Mm -hmm. I mean, how... To what extent do you do you talk about that sort of stuff about connecting with your inner inner self and you know and connecting with the you know the the, the, the real you the self awareness stuff and the importance? Mm. How much do you talk about in it? It's a
2: huge piece. The values yeah, yeah. piece is huge yeah. um, because that's usually where you see the conflicts. You know, and, and people is. don't actually realise how important their values are to them and what they're actually tolerating. Until they're pushed what to they the believe edge. about themselves as a professional and their work.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would have never done values
2: thing. work until like my thirties when I started training and you know as a, as a coach. And yeah. to me, it just it blew my mind. I how did I go through life? To my mid-thirties, and not actually realise that I was so far away from who I really was as a professional.
1: That's a great point because, like, over my career, people have pushed me over the edge, and they've accused me of being lazy or, or mm-hmm. too quick or whatever. But the one thing that used to really get to me, but I didn't understand it, was when people called into question my ethics. It used to drive yeah, me nuts, yeah. right? And I, but I didn't know what it was in me, and. I'm getting to know why, you know. Mm. Uh, but but it takes time to figure out who you are, you Yeah,
2: know? there's usually a huge disconnect, like, you know, when there's a void there. And when people are lost in that void, they start filling it with lots of crap, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and untruths about themselves oh, yeah, because, and what they actually uh, potentially can do to, t- to, to get out of these situations, you know. Mm.
0: I think people... D- d- Go into work because they have to have this persona when they're in their jobs mm-hmm. and they have to be professional and we have to be serious and we the work as work mm-hmm. and we have to be this way because this is the that's way that it's meant to out. be. That's right, yeah. And I said that's my impression of Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> a real old person. I don't know which, which it is. There's Danny asleep inside. Hi, Danny. Okay. You sound
1: more like that old eagle
0: from the Muppets, but anyway. that, that's okay. That's, at least we've nailed it now. Well, well, yes, my old eagle voice yeah. now. Children, get around. I tell you an old story. Yeah. But so, but what happened? You know, and we go in and we are not our true selves in these employments. Yeah. And then when we go out, we're laugh and jovial, and then people go back in, and it's really by doing that the industries that people are working in are all false because organisations are people. So they're all running on a falsehood. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I heard an interesting one this week from someone I was speaking to and they felt that their senior manager, they couldn't dehumanise. They just thought they were non-human. Dehumanise, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we were trying to figure out like Well, what would it actually, what difference would it make for you to actually speak to them on a human to human level? Oh, I can't see them as a human at all. Like they feel like non-human to me and they just had dehumanized them because of their title and the way they were. Um, Mm. So, you know, this person is trying to get to the level where they can actually go in and say, God, you know, I really admire what you do. Mm. And, uh, you know, they want a role similar to what this person has, but Mm. because they can't actually See the human in them; they're just getting in their own way around it. It's but, fascinating, yeah.
0: but it also boils down think, to the likes of, you know, doggy dog, or just mm. you know, yeah. to survive. You know, the the fittest win, and yeah. all that. Mm. And I honestly think that's a lot of garbage. It is. I think it's dying out now, it rapidly. Is. Yeah, it I just is, think you know.
2: it's taking a bit long. It takes a bit longer for some people to to get their head around it because yeah. they're ingrained. Yes, that
0: way. but, but yeah. If you are yourself, and you are true to you and you are the person that you feel most comfortable with all that pushing and force stops yeah, yeah. and you then you then in the, in the work or in the, if you're an employee or whatever and how you perceive yourself to be changes the dynamics of yourself and your career and people around you mm-hmm. and your people around mm-hmm. you Absolutely. as well yeah because
2: people start responding to you then and you really are as a professional instead of reacting yeah. when you're conflicted we yeah. react, we overreact, and then people yeah. start reacting to
1: us. What What about to- toxic environments? I mean, do you come across much bullying and that kind of stuff? And and how how do you, how as you do you as an advisors professional deal with that with your clients? The bullying side of stuff, or if they're being ignored, how do you deal with that?
2: I don't see a lot of bullying. I see a lot of. Kind of, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, and I'm sure it does. And a lot of people are unfortunate in those circumstances. Uh, I see a lot of ego, though, and um, I see a lot of um, like as you talk, you know, push and pull behaviors around influence and persuasion. um, Mm. That a lot of people just they don't want to be told what to do, but they don't know how to actually open up their mind to develop being open-minded enough to actually... To Are they actually, being
0: insulted? Feel they're being insulted if someone yeah, tells them what Yeah, they feel they're being
2: talked down to or maybe they're, they're not given the recognition for what they're doing, so they're getting their backs up against managers and leaders and stuff. Yeah. Um but that said, there's toxic leaders out there. <laughs> that is, yeah. that kind of people start reacting to. So it's.
1: What about an imbalance between ego and self esteem? Mm. You know, I've been there. <clears throat> you know, I've been there when I've been less happy in periods of my life. I've, I've always had a, a reasonably high ego, right? Yeah. But my self esteem has been really low at times in my, yeah, in my yeah, career, yeah. right? Today, I like to think it's much more balanced, yeah. and as a result, I feel much more like joe right i At feel more one like with yourself i do one with yourself so and i think i wouldn't have been the only one i reckon there's loads of people with high egos slightly delusional maybe but just don't love themselves oh, but yeah, that's is definitely. that not
0: why they have the ego because yeah. it is this self-esteem self-esteem So sort they're of hiding behind yeah, they, that yeah. but here's a question then do people come to you and go right i'm done with my job I'm wrecked and you know they say oh my manager's a shithead and everyone else is this and everyone else and giving out and they're the problem
2: oh yeah I don't let people away with that by by no means and and you can usually tell by someone who's in denial and playing the blame game uh, nearly even by how they're showing up in a coaching partnership and their body language as well that you know you've got to accept and take ownership that you're playing a part in this, you know, um, and and what can you do about it? Ownership or victim? There's a mix of both. And I have to be Mm. very careful because sometimes when I use the word victimhood, I use it very openly in my own life because I would have played the victim openly in my Mm. own career and life in general and not taking ownership of anything. Sometimes that word is a trigger for other people. I know when I use it and it triggers people that usually that is the problem um, yeah. and it usually yeah. opens up a, a an exploration process for them to actually step into and realise, well, you know, where can I actually put my mm. hand up? Because it, it's definitely something I see, Joe. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Are more and more people then getting smarter when it comes to congruency on social media when they're moving careers?
2: What do you mean by that now? Meaning
0: that they get. I didn't get
1: that question. It sounded really grand, but I didn't get it. Okay, (laughs) is there
0: more and more people looking at what they're posting and what they're doing on social media because they know it has implications on their career? Oh, definitely. Or are are they... If
2: you're a career professional and you're looking to seek out, be it a change of industry or a transition into leadership roles, you know... I would encourage people to be doing that and, and looking at what they're sharing and yeah, yeah. who they're interacting with and how they're building their networks.
0: But yeah, but you're talking about people of 17 or eighteen who don't really think you know everyone over twenty one is old and are posting all this their stuff. Digital
2: up. tattoos yeah. that they are effectively mm-hmm. pr- imprinting and on the worldwide. Well.
0: Yeah, and then like we didn't have that because no. when we were in our twenties, no. we we didn't have this. Do you know, we have flashbacks of stuff that we did in our eight in our teens and we go cringe still. Yeah, but nobody can prove we did it. What's in the past is in the past yeah. there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: But the, the, you know, the skeleton in the closet. Yeah, but the yeah. skeleton in the closet now is on so there is no skeleton in the closet because it's social media. hmm mm.
2: Somebody could do an expose on you now, and you know. It
0: just makes
1: you. I think, think they
2: are. I think people are. Wouldn't going it forward. be
1: go, Wouldn't be great to go back to the first day you ever went on the internet and just
0: wiped everything off?
2: Clear, <laughs> control, after. <laughs> I, I only went. On. <laughs>
0: okay. like, how long has Facebook gone? Oh lord! Nineties, two thousand and four. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM.
2: You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, community radio with a global audience.
0: Yes, and before the break, we were talking about Facebook and social media. Mm-hmm. Um, the question was, wh- which came first, chicken or the egg? No, LinkedIn or Facebook? And LinkedIn we said, LinkedIn, LinkedIn yeah, yeah, LinkedIn. But here's the thing about we're talking about Facebook, right? And we're talking about reaching our audience. Groups, Facebook groups work, LinkedIn groups, shops groups I think are, are evolving on it do and then talking about people leaving the footprint, we were so lucky that in our 20s that we didn't have this footprint mm-hmm. so what's happening to generation A, B, C D, E, F and G that are now who were in their 20s and posting stuff up are they, how is em- employers looking at these, going look we all in our eighteen and 20s were, you know Having a crack or whatever yeah. you may call going it, going to festivals, going to festivals and, and everything. <laughs> yeah. How are employers looking at these now, or is it just they are
2: simple as they are? They are. Yeah, they I, are. I don't know how long it takes for young people for that to sink in. I, I think they think that's just a fallacy that older generations and, and employers have, you know, made up. But the but first it, place people will go to. If if
0: they're they're yeah. going to
2: Google you but and sure they're going to see if your Facebook profile comes up. Mm-hmm. If you have a LinkedIn profile, all the better because LinkedIn profiles show up in, in a Google search. Mm. Um, So if you're a young career professional or any career professional, you'd want to make sure that if you're applying for roles and stuff, that your LinkedIn profile is pretty hot, yeah. on, uh, hot on the mark.
1: But surely companies have to start getting more liberal. Because, you know, as generations are getting yeah, more liberal, companies context, are going to have to. There's everything, context though, yeah.
2: like I mean, they're going to have to allow for people to be human as well in their social media profiles. Yeah. But, well, but there's a limit yeah, to... There's, there's, there's when there's, there's, I first started working you know, in, in London... in this day and age, J&A, you do as well, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some images up on my Facebook is they cringe and I can't get rid of them not that they're bad I but had to wear a funny. suit
1: and a tie every yeah. day in London back in 89 yeah. like when I look back it's just mad isn't it why five days a week a suit and a tie mm.
0: yeah mm. well that was it Like I, I honestly believe in a hundred years down the road they'll have a picture on the wall with a tie and they go what's that people in you know 24th yeah. you know, yeah? century used to wear this piece of cloth around yeah, their neck like coloured. a need s- <laughs> <No, way. Yeah, laughs> like you need to yeah, work yeah. every day like why why on it but What's happening with you? What What is your age group that you work with?
2: Oh, my age group are early forties upwards.
0: Early forties
2: yeah, yeah. upwards. You know, you late thirties, but definitely forties upwards. Um, and Ma- they're
0: male and female.
2: The majority of my niche is male. I'm actually right. starting to be approached now by females who are looking to transition into executive roles, which is brilliant.
0: And, and I'm it, waiting
2: to get my teeth into, into some of them yeah, now. Yeah. And
0: what do you do? You kind of sit down, have a consultation with them, and then do you go, okay, the next step is let's look at your CV. And do you help them down with their interview techniques and everything as well?
2: It's the assertion response piece and the leadership skills that a lot of people are looking for. How to actually present themselves, how to actually tell stories about their careers instead of getting bogged down in the technical the side details. of it because a lot of people get bogged down in the technical side of it and yeah. it's it's trying to get people focused on where they excel and what value they can bring
1: to a so company. What, so what do you do? So, so you get somebody's CV, do you then look at that CV and do you look at do you then look at it with a view to Influencing the person in front of you—that this is the things that they should shine a light on themselves over—or yeah. is that what you do? Do you break? I don't it down? write
2: people CVs. I never write people CVs. What I do is we sit down and we look at them and we look at the words, uh, you know, and we really dissect them in the sense that is that really who you are as a professional and how can you tell a story about that in an interview situation?
0: What about video? What about video CVs? Video CVs are everyone, interesting, yeah,
2: yeah, and I think that's actually something that's going to become more and more um, prevalent. I think it's different. And I think it's I think it allows people to be more themselves. And a lot of people get into that with video, even business owners, that they find it difficult to talk to a camera. But I actually think once you practice Mm -hmm. that, you well, let,
0: yeah, everything is practice. I think
2: that's yeah. Video CVs is something interesting.
1: There was a guy at the thing on Saturday um, who practices goal mapping. Have you heard of that?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, goal ed- mapping.
1: Edmund Carroll. Like a
2: mind map kind of thing. Is yeah, it? but
1: goal mapping. And I had I'd never heard. I heard of mind mapping. I'd heard vision mm. boarding. But I I started researching this stuff, and there was a a British guy, Brian from the Isle of Man. Maine, I think yeah, his name. Brian. Yeah. He was a traveller, a circus traveller, and then he came across this area. And now Tony Robbins endorses this stuff. It's a huge area. And then you look at the companies, the Disney's,
0: you know, massive companies use this, right? And mm. uh, Edmund has gone over and trained with this. and he's going over. Back. He has yeah, been in and he's yeah. trained. I'm and meeting him gone. next Thursday oh, to, yeah. to look
1: at because I'm really curious. Nah. It looks... I'm normally sceptical of these things Actually, but this honestly, looks really powerful Goal
2: mapping so like is it a process of like where you have a short term goal and a longer term goal But
0: it's breaking it down there's a process, that process d- that's in it, it. And when it's y-
1: about matching your subconscious with your conscious mind apparently I'm mm. meeting him next week to discuss more but I'm always really interested Actually in this when stuff. you
0: meet him I'll meet him because he wants to meet him and we do two boards at Thursday? the one yeah, okay. on it. The, um, the one thing that I've, I've learned with people that were going in for interviews and mm. correct me if, if I'm wrong and decide, I always say to them says, look first if someone Ask you a question the best way to answer that is is oh yeah I understand that in one of my past careers I've had that I've, and mm-hmm. give them an example yes. of what it was how you acted on it and the lesson that you learned from it Mm. Instead of going, oh, yeah, well, if that was me, I would do this and I would do that. And there people go, OK, but if you can relate to some a question that something happened yeah. in your past. Don't tell and go, them, show them that you them actually yeah, did it. Yeah. That's they, huge. The self-preparation
2: yeah. piece is huge. And actually, the questions that you ask yourself before you go into an interview enable you to show it more calm and yeah. confident. You know, like, give people a... Sp- it, it, Guidelines on this, you know,
0: on the list of questions that. Question then years ago, if, if you were doing an interview, you were, you know, don't ask about the money. Do you know yeah, why? Yeah. Do you know how much, how much is the pay? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, oh, really you, oh he's asked, he's asked how much yourself. it is, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, on you know what the salary guides are for. What but would, should you
0: not yeah. ask that? You know, people yeah. say, Oh, wait, you
2: should, yeah, ask
0: that in the first interview because it has to be do. a core
2: value for people in this same age. I think a lot of people run away from it, but it has to be a core
0: value, yeah, because you don't yeah. want to be ages and ages like I with my uh, consultants. I say, Tell people mm-hmm. what your prices are up front, yeah, because you don't oh, want yeah, to be going yeah. way down the road yeah, and then they're going... It just yeah? cuts it all the time. I and, then, so yeah. it is a, and, and there was another thing as well, which, you know, you were frightened, you know, they would say, oh, don't, holidays, don't ask about holidays, don't yeah, ask yeah, any about benefits, pay, any benefits, <laughs> don't ask, yes, don't I? yes yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I just want a job. job yeah. I, I love the, the place. I think, I think
2: employers are just more open to that stuff now. You know, yeah, the, yeah, they're yeah. becoming more transparent, you know. Like what's
0: standard now? Is an iPhone stand or a phone standard or is a laptop standard? Yeah. do these standard things? Car, yeah. phone.
2: know my son has three laptops? Wow.
0: <laughs> three <laughs> pounds, what are these you know, standard these things, packages? All these benefits
2: and yeah. stuff, yeah.
0: Are they as a laptop? Like a, a phone? Is that yes, part of a package? Yes, I'd say
1: yes. Laptop I think, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. What else well, would be? Jim? Jim?
2: Jim, again... I again is a gym membership, but I think there's options you can not take them. Health insurance is a big thing, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pensions, Pense, pensions. Well, the now, pension is law is great, now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they have I to give is, them their yeah. pension. But, you know, they give them a lot of, like, you know, stuff nowadays that we didn't see. I know, I think I started in my career on £6,000 and I had to tell my son, he needs to be, like, looking at me. Yeah. Is that um, a
0: month?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a month, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely a month, yeah. but yeah, uh, you know, six thousand pounds. Imagine that like, going back to the early nineties. But yeah. you know, um. But the, I, I, think as you say, you know, talking about money and benefits and stuff, you need to be upfront and know what you know what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. What What about stress? That the, we mentioned this during the break. So when you're working with a client and uh, and and you're noticing there's stress factors, there's stress indicators. How, how do you navigate through that with the client in terms of because you you can't get yeah. too deep into that world
2: mm.
1: everybody suffers from stress
2: everybody and a little bit of stress is good sometimes isn't it but yeah, it's when yeah. it actually turns into a fireball yeah and you start burning out that you you have problems you know
1: do you, um, but do you find some of your clients start opening up on you
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I have to hold that space with them. You know, it's really, really important yeah, to, and yeah, not yeah. to let them go back down Let's rabbit respons- holes.
1: Yeah. So there's big um,
0: responsibility in managing that mm, dynamic. So I was just mm. doing a calculation there on my first job. First six thousand a, a day. Twenty two thousand a year. That was a 17. Wow. Yeah, that was one of my first jobs. Think wow.
2: of my six thousand pounds was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh,
0: that was <laughs> that's not today's money. It's pounds back then. Pounds, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would have been so when you work 17, out now with
2: the rate of inflation and stuff and
0: what it is. Seventeen, now. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And in my twenties it was about ten grand a month. Yeah. Were
2: you stressed in that job, Joe? No.
0: No. What's the most stressful job you've ever had, Joe? The most stressful job I've ever had. God, that's a very good question. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never thought of asking you. Yeah, um conditioned. To be working, and when we when I lived abroad and was working in Germany, we were seven days a week. So cars, we were cars, yeah, we, we were own. You know, you're like a dealer principal. You had your own agency, yeah, yeah. But it was seven days a week, so it was in. It was taking two weeks, two weeks holidays a year. So the stress was you worked every day, yeah, yeah. and you took just two mm. weeks off, and you come back here for two weeks, and you'd basically go on a bender. For two yeah. weeks, and yeah. then you'd go back and you do the yeah. the seven days a week, and you'd have stress in that and all. Mm. Yeah, no, I I looking back now, none of it was at the time. You may have had moments yeah, that yeah. you were stressed, but the the job itself, mm. um, or the people around you, there's jobs I didn't like. Yeah, you know, me too. Me too. But, it's
2: important to be able to distinguish though isn't it, between a little bit of stress and whether you are truly burning out. But that's the self-awareness piece.
1: That's right. You know, and a
2: lot of people just kind of think, yeah, yeah, I'm grand. And then all of a sudden they just they just flatline. That's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, But then again, there's a lot of people who actually overwhelm themselves, you know, Unnecessarily exactly. and cause unnecessary yeah, stress.
0: There's, there's been careers where you, you you've gone. What am I doing mm. here? Mm. This <laughs> no, is wrecking my head. That, yeah. I remember <laughs> there was
1: a, I was legal counsel for Dell. This is uh-huh. 16 years ago, and every night. I get I got an email into my inbox. This was like late at night, and I my job was you know when you get you know, they used to get those pamphlets through the yeah, yeah, newspapers with yeah. the yeah. Dell things, yeah, like the twenty page pamphlets, and then in the in the small print at the bottom, which nobody reads apart from lawyers, was the T's and C's. They called it the the, the bird seed. Every night I had to use to check from a legal perspective that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It drove me nuts, right? Because it was high pressure. I had to get it right. Mm. I had loads of these documents coming over to me from marketing department. Uh, and looking back i can't actually tell whether whether that was stressful or whether i was just burning out i can't i can't yeah. tell i think it was the latter
0: like i knew someone who was uh, he was the press guy for leinster and he had to watch all the young under 21 players what they were putting up on facebook and twitter yeah Ooh. on the weekend
2: Really, because
0: they would post something up and would represent. You know, there's governance well, yeah, needs to be there? Yeah. And he'd so have he had to be, be getting on, Intercept intercepting, get 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 that down. Up, you know, that was it. So imagine your job, stress of that, just sitting there at the game lot. on a Friday night and a Saturday, watching all what the people are.
1: What's what's what would be your dream job, Paul? Pauline, what would be your dream job?
2: <laughs> My dream job is what I'm doing now. That's I actually eat, sleep, and read. It's it's I just. Loads. I don't think I'd, I wouldn't change anything for the world.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. What about you, John?
0: I had a brother, God rest his soul, who um, basically basically said, uh, What would his dream job be? And he says, uh, Santi because he only works oh, a I couple of days a year.
2: Yeah. We're
0: wrapping up. Where can people find you if they want to use your services?
2: You'll definitely find me on LinkedIn. Yes. Pauline Harley. Yeah. Um, my website is com.
0: Sound. And you're not on Facebook. <laughs> um, do and you, you, you have videos <laughs> up on YouTube as well, don't you?
2: Yes, we have a Tuesday talk series that me and Gay Moore were doing with business owners, uh, real humans behind the business, so you'll find that there as well. So I reckon, go I reckon people to look, look at Pretty your LinkedIn post. On Google. If you Google me I'll come up, my digital tattoo is there, it's yeah, a good one it. though.
0: <laughs> and Simon? simonhague.com Simon, What's the plan for you for the rest of the week?
1: For this weekend, next week, next week, uh, I've got a couple of keynote speeches I need to write. Uh, I've got a couple of pitches I need to put in, and I've got to finish off the syllabus for the IES College. I'm doing a twelve-week program on negotiation with American undergraduates. So busy, busy.
0: busy. Yeah. Yes, and myself, yeah, I'm doing a keynote next week as well. And we're doing Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. We're setting that up to do it in Galway on the fifth of October. So we're going to be doing that, and I need to run a Get a mastermind out in the next six weeks as well. So, until that, folks, uh, I would like to thank everyone for listening. Um, and I'd like to thank Danny, our engineer, for doing a great job inside. Thank you, Danny. Paula, thank you for coming on thank the show. You. Simon, thanks a lot. And, folks, take care. Bye. Broadcasting from the Dumdrum Town Centre, this is Dublin South FM.